again, once again. Flawless, flawless. Come on. Welcome to 30-something and Virging. I'm super excited. We are on episode eight. That means we have been kicking butt and pushing out some content, some consistent content. So since January 26th, you've gotten at least a podcast or two from Akila Miles at 30-something and Virging. And we're so excited to have you here with us this evening. Um... Over the course of this past month, we've talked about um, knowing your worth, different parts of relationships, friendships. We've talked about um, <coughs> building th- different things, building relationships. And today we're getting into legacy, like creating your own dash. What is it that people will say that from the point which you were born to the day that you happen to pass that you've created and I thought that um the eighth episode would be a great episode to utilize because you know that was Kobe's first number when he entered the Lakers and um (laughs) that was Kobe's first uh number when he entered the Lakers and I'm sorry I made a mistake and had my phone on sound knowing that it's connected to this stuff. Um, but at any rate, uh, today is, uh, well, when you see this episode, when you see the YouTube footage, and when you see, when you hear this, it will be dropping on February 28th, which the two and the eight, two for um, his beautiful daughter, Gianna, and eight for his number as well. And I felt like he would be the great part, the one of the greatest people to talk about when dealing with legacy building, um, following your dreams, and what you do when you create your dash. Um, the intro music was a K O B E. I love Kobe. That was Tyra Banks singing on the track with him. Uh, I forgot that Kobe had an album. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, that was, and, and he put his all into that rap thing. He even had a song with Brian McKnight. Do y'all remember that song? Um, and he had a video for the Kobe song, and he had the video with the Brian McKnight song. I can't remember uh, an actual video for an entire album, but hey, like Kobe dropped the album for what I know. Um, so I want to talk about, um, like my introduction to Kobe Bryant, what that, what that did for me. I also want to talk about like the legacy I feel that he left behind and like what I'm doing to work on my legacy. And then also offer you all the opportunity, um, to chime in and, uh, tell me different things. If you like, you can shoot me a text, uh, people that have the number and if you want to share something. And I'm also, uh, hoping to get a couple of calls here from uh, some college friends to call in and talk about this as well. But um, I want to talk about my introduction to Kobe and uh, also what I think that legacy is. For me, I feel that legacy is the things that you create on your journey, right? These are all of the things that it could be your job. It could be the thing, like the path that you light for the people behind you, including your siblings, your nieces and nephews, the things that you do in your community, the things that you do for yourself, for the family that you create, right? Um, 
And it's just those things, the embodiment of those things and then how those things, we in turn utilize those things to help us and support us in our way of building up others. Um, One of my favorite things to do is to help people. Um, Some people, when they get my help, if they're close to me, they get a tough nudge because of the fact that I like to push people. I push you to be better because I like to be better, like to do my best. Um, And especially when you know that people have like great talents and different things. And I feel like that's what Kobe like pushed out of himself and what he like uh, meant to so many people, especially so many of us as his fans. Um, Like thinking about like his Mamba mentality, like going into that zone and knowing that with every step, my intent is to crush my opponent and be successful, right? And also, like, even thinking about after he got out of the game, Kobe would do things where he supported and helped other athletes, right? Especially, um, like, with his show, um, with his podcast, the way that he thought about, like, talking to kids and getting knowledge to kids through the Punies podcast and different things like that. So I think that all of those were actual great things right and I want to talk about things that I've done thus far and just like not this is not a boaster brag but just thinking about like the day that um so I'll talk about the day that he died and then like how I got how I was introduced to him so the day that that Sunday when uh the crash happened I I saw it on Facebook, but you know how people are always posting like salacious um, things to try to like clickbait you or whatever. And when I saw the posting, a person went under there and was like fake news. So I was like, oh, okay, whatever. And I went on, I was cleaning up and a old friend called and was like, uh, you know, uh, he asked me how I was doing and I was like, oh, I'm cool. How are you? Or whatever. And then um, the person was like, well, uh, Kobe, you see what happened to Kobe? I was like, oh, you know, that's fake news. Like, no, that did not happen or whatever. And he's like, no, it's for real. Like, it's on ESPN. It's here. It's there. And I'm like, I'm still saying, well, I think people have it wrong because, you know, like, I guess in my mind, I'm like, Kobe Bryant. <laughs> like, no, or whatever. And uh, my god sister, um, I got off the phone with that person. And then my god sister called me. And before she could complete her sentence with his name, she was in tears. I was like, oh, my God. Like, oh, so this (laughs) what I said to her was this shit is real. (laughs) And uh, we sat on the phone. We were looking at she um, uh, has like I think um, the ESPN app on her phone. So she was looking at like ESPN updates and all those different things. And we was just crying, talking about like, oh, we were all corn. We would have Lakers parties and all these things or whatever. And. I was I was just extremely sad because I thought about like how I had been connected to Kobe. So um, I think as kids, we all have different relationships with parents. And my mom is a tough love parent. My mom is the second oldest of four and she's the only girl. And my mother was raised extremely tough. And uh, what I want to say to kids right now is that remember that your parents are, are human beings, too. Um they're just growing and learning just as you are growing and learning. So they're trying to get it right as best they can, but they're doing it based off of whatever particular model they had in front of them and they're doing the best that they can. So please remember that. And not to say that my mother did anything wrong or anything like that, but she gave tough love. Her thing was you had to be tough. And, uh, 
I always want, I have friends and their parents were not going to say cooler, but lenient. <laughs> they were extremely more lenient than my mom. My mom was like, F that, them pole lights come on, you need to be in this house, whatever, whatever. You ain't, you ain't doing nothing, nothing. <laughs> you ain't doing nothing. So um, I didn't really realize, I think like a couple of weeks ago, some kids at school told me, Miss Miles, we don't think teachers are humans. And I was like, I don't, I honestly don't get that, but they excuse me, we're talking as if like they don't see the human side of you. And it wasn't until I sat in the house and I watched my mother watch a Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal basketball game when they were playing for the Lakers. That's when I recognized her as a human being because I was able to see her have fun, to see her smile, to see her be excited about Kobe and Shaq. Like, Kobe and Shaq and Kobe was a boy even though Shaq was there like she was excited for the duo but it was Kobe who she was excited to see and at first I thought Kobe was an arrogant ass little basketball player <laughs> because you know Kobe he wouldn't pass the ball and uh, if you watch the memorial Kobe said that you know it was an M-E in team not an I so he was concerned about him right uh, <clears throat> which is understandable right but um, it allowed me to see my mom as a human like to see the humanistic side of her was such a joy um, <clears throat> and then I started being like okay I want to understand basketball because at first I didn't care so I was like I want to understand basketball because I want to be able to, to shout like she's shouting when the game is on because that I feel like that can make a better connection, right? And my mom purposefully would put, like put the game on and shit talk or whatever. And my brothers all us to be in the front room um, watching the game. And <clears throat> it was totally awesome. So it allowed me to see her as a real person, right? And then later on, I dated someone and um, that person that I dated was also a a huge Kobe fan and it was through both he and my mother that I was able to actually see who Kobe was and I think that Kobe was like cocky or condescending but he was confident in who he was as a person he was confident in his ability so because of that particular confidence people were like oh he's cocky he's whatever but that wasn't the case it was like I'm putting in all this practice so I know that I'm good so I'm straight like I'm this is not a cockiness this is like the confidence in that and I think part of the legacy that he leaves behind uh for black men is that hard work beats talent while he was talented it was all of his hard work that he put into his talent that made him extremely successful right it was those things that allowed him to be able to see like any of his errors and be able to be a man and correct those particular things and push himself and not go out to the club when uh, I think Alan Iverson shares a story about like going to LA and Kobe taking him out and going out to eat and he asks Alan like hey what are you gonna do no ask Alan what are you getting ready to do and Alan's like uh shit I'm gonna go to the club what you getting ready to do? And he's like, I'm going to the gym, right? So like he knew like, hey, I can go and have this little taste of fun. But after that, because I am determined to be great, this is what I'm going to do. And his greatness did not just push him, but it also pushed those people that were around him, right? Um, he, um, I was watching, I watched an interview that he did. I can't remember who, but he did an interview talking about um, when, we lost, when I say we, talking about the Lakers, when we lost to the Boston Celtics. And um, Powell Gasol was on the team at that time. And um, they went, Team USA went to 
I think it was China, and they played in the Olympics and they won against Spain, which was POW. Pal's team so he said um you know he liked to like mentally get at you and like push you so when he came back to training camp for the next year inside of Pal's locker was Kobe gold medal and he was like so like what are you gonna do like we got our ass kicked here by the Celtics and then when we went to uh I think I'm I hope I'm correct it was China at the time when they went there we kicked your ass there so like what is it that you're gonna do and if you watch Pal's interview about um the loss of Kobe he talks about that specific thing and he was like that's how Kobe pushed me that's how he made me like get tough or get harder he was like when I saw the the gold medal just hanging in my locker he was like he wanted to say you motherfucker but he was like he knew what it was that Kobe was saying like you need to push yourself and I want to admonish to us that we need to push ourselves to whatever the goal is or the thing is that we are reaching for right um there are so many things like for instance um 30 something and virgin um, I talked to a lot of my friends because I have several friends, friends that are business owners and we were just talking about like <clears throat> dealing with the first year jitters. Um, and like I was telling my friend, like the crazy thing is, is that I don't have them. Um, I was asked by someone like, hey, so like um, I know you made uh, so many sales and, and you had this and you did that. Like, Wow. Uh, how is it going? And I'm like, well, I've only really been in business a month. Um, and if you know anything about business, you know that your first couple of months to year is going to be more of your work and your money put into it than it is going to be you collecting something from it. And um, when I was telling my friend, I was like, and, you know, like some people would be shook by the fact that they haven't really made anything. And I'm like, I'm not shook. I'm excited. Um, each day there is something different and exciting that's happening. And I am. I think I'm forging a path with this light on it that's letting people know like, hey, you can follow your dreams regardless of how old you are. I am about 56. I'm extremely old. <laughs> I'm not that old, but I'm old. OK, um, I am old. But I decided to follow my dreams. I've always talked about having a website. I've always talked about publishing my books. I've always wanted my own podcast. And yes, these things cost. But <clears throat> The cost that I'm putting in now, the things that I'm incurring, just like Kobe telling AI, like, hey, we, we chilled, we had fun, but now I'm going to go to the gym and put in some work. That's what I feel like I'm doing now. I'm putting in the work to ensure that my business is successful. So when I... I'm up late at night thinking of ideas, um, writing out. Please don't talk about my handwriting because I'm getting ready to show y'all. And it's going to look a little funny because I have my favorite blue pens that I was writing with and it bled through the paper. So please don't talk about it. But when I am like up in the middle of the night writing these things, like writing notes, planning out content, how I'm going to set up my day, um, what it is that I would like to do. You look on the back, I got more content, like trying to decide how is it that I'm going to make my website more accessible, more fun, give my subscribers something to see. Um, that is part of the work and it makes me excited because this is mine, right? And I feel like that's what made Kobe so excited about his life with his kids and his wife and with basketball and then what he was doing with um, Granity Studios, um, <clears throat> what he was doing with that, he was creating the legacy. And um, I remember, I think, I think if I'm not mistaken, in the memorial, 
Vanessa said like he wanted uh Natalia to take over his business so he's left something even though he's gone he's left something for his kids that are here right he's left something for them to see and all I think that I want to say on this particular podcast is I want you to think about the things that you're creating what are the things that it is that you are doing how are you if you have four sons how is it that you're making your sons better what is it that you're doing to them in front of them and with them to help them to be better men in today's society if you have a daughter how are you being the best girl dad possible how are you supporting her and showing her what love is so that she doesn't go out here and sell herself short for some fuck boy what is it that you're doing to push them if you are one of the leaders in your family what is it that you're doing to help lead your family how are you supporting them how are you pushing them how are you driving them to get something done um I can remember uh, I am the third oldest of eight and for a long time I had more of a mother relationship with my younger siblings the one the ones under me than I did of a sister relationship because I was the <coughs> mom for the most part when my mommy was at work so if my mom was at work Keela was the one that was at home like hey clean up let's do this or that put that up go take a bath get you ready for school whatever it was and I remember maybe about 10 years ago in 2010, like sending all of my siblings a separate text and telling them like, hey, um, I because I was in mother mode, I wasn't in sister mode. So they had never experienced me as a sister that always experienced me as like this. I was the, the sledgehammer behind mama. So um, I text them and tell them like, hey, um, what I can't apologize for is wanting the best for you, but what I can apologize for is not just not offering myself up to you as your sister. And I want to do that. So like I want us to build stronger relationships and stronger bonds. They may not remember this, but if they go back, some of them received it on Facebook. <laughs> some of them received it via text. If they still have those same phone numbers, I still have the same phone number, but I, I now have a Galaxy Note. So I know I don't have that in my phone. But I sent this text and, you know, one I can give one specific. I remember Eric texting me back and saying, you know, Keila, you were just doing what you needed to do for us at that time. And I was like, yeah, like, you know, we have to be what it is that we're supposed to be for people when we're there with them. But I wanted them to know that I still want you to know me as your sister. I don't want you to just know me as mama sledgehammer. <laughs> I don't want you to know me as the enforcer. I want you to know me as your sister, like get to know me on that level. Let me support you in that way. And that was like a big deal for me. Uh, it was a big deal for me because I was maturing into a young woman and I wanted to be able to recognize where I did not do well. Right. And it wasn't that I had done a terrible job. Right. But it was that I hadn't allowed them into who Akila was. Right. They saw the essence of Akila, but they did not get it. They know like, oh, Keila don't play. If mom wants something, then Keila going to do da da da. Keila going to take mama's side. Keila going to make us do this. Like that's what that's what it was. And I didn't want them to just know that I wanted to know. And they, but they what they did gain from that was that they knew that I would support them. They knew that I would be there for them no matter what. But I just wanted us to have like a better sister brother relationship. Right. So that was like 10 years ago. And now let me get back to my questions that I have for myself. When I'm thinking, also thinking about legacy, I think about what his legacy did for me. 
like how it connected to my life and like the dash that I was creating. So um, it had always been planned for my podcast to drop on January 26th. And uh, when Kobe passed, I called my production ma- manager, Anthony, and I think I maybe I text him. And I was like, hey, I don't think I should drop this podcast because we had already recorded it. And I was like, I don't think I should drop this podcast, man. Like, ain't nobody going to get no fuck about this podcast. Kobe Bryant did. <laughs> like, Co- Kobe gone. Uh, and I think I may have cracked a joke with him or somebody else because I was crying. And I was like, God didn't want to take Trump. Like, he, like, like Trump be using... Trump legit takes Air Force One and flies to go play golf all the time. Like, I just didn't want to take him. Like, he just, you know, Trump ain't a couple of kids, you know. And that might sound harsh, but it was what I felt at the time. Just like Snoop calling Gail out her name. He was pissed off. He was venting because of what she said. Was it correct? No. But I honor his feelings. I honor what he felt because I felt it. I wanted to call out a name, right? And I said what I said about Trump. I really was like, like, you know, like God didn't, <laughs> it was my God since I was on the phone with, cause I was, we were in the middle of crying, saying something about one of the parties that we threw in our dorm at Alcorn. And I was like, so P, you telling me like God could take Trump? Like he could take Trump? And she just bust out and started laughing. Like I was trying to get myself like out of those tears, but like thinking about that that day, I was like, okay, Anthony. Anthony kept telling me, well, we should still go ahead and post it. And I was like, well, can we add this? Can we add that? And I, I became Aquila. And I was like, okay, I need to do this. And can we add something about his daughter? Can we add um, when he says Mamba out um, in his last game? A couple of highlights from the last game and different things like that. And in that moment, I realized that I needed to even though he was gone and it, it was crazy because I don't know, I do not know Kobe Bryant personally, even though I feel like it, but I don't. But what I learned in that moment was that he was here for 41 years and he had lived a hell of a life. And if I'm going to, to live a hell of a life this year, I'm not going to count the years ahead. But if I'm going to live a hell of a life this year, I got to continue to follow my dreams. I got to continue to push myself. So I was like, well, OK, we're not going to drop it in the middle of the day. Let's drop it at midnight or closer to midnight so that it's not on the day. I didn't I just felt like I was going to be being disrespectful and I'm just a little, little crazy. So please forgive me. But I didn't want uh to like flag on, like put a flag on his play, like put a flag on what he did. But I also began to think about like Akila, like what are you gonna do now? Like you have to push yourself because if you think about, and I had just, Marquita and I had just held a conversation about his daughter. Um, Gianna like a week before like we had just held like this conversation and we were talking about um, I think he did an interview somewhere and he was like somebody told him like you know you need to go ahead and try to have a little boy and he was like Gianna got mad and was like nah she got this like you know like she was going to be the next him and I was like man like that little baby at 13 knew exactly what she, what she wanted to do and then I thought about the fact that at nine I knew I wanted to write poetry at nine I knew I wanted to start my own business I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur at nine and I had not followed those dreams just because you know you get off and you think about being secure in life and you're afraid to start something and what I thought about was like Kobe was never afraid like he was never afraid of a challenge he was never afraid to do the things that he wanted to do so I thought about how was I going to challenge myself and I was like well Akilah when your podcast drop every time something drops listen to it find another way watch another video on something ask Anthony 50 million questions um 
text your friends that have podcasts and talk to them about it. It's like push yourself to find something because every time I'm trying to get better. Um, so I promised myself that after that day, like after January 26th, like Akila, you have to keep pushing. And plus, January, the reason that I wanted to drop the podcast on January 26th is because it was a month after my birthday. It was a month into the new year. And I'd already dropped my book on the third. And if you know anything about me, I believe in numbers and signs and different things like that. And three is my favorite number. My birthday is on the 26th. So these particular things were aligning and happening. I was like, well, I got to do this and I got to do that. And I think that in that moment of thinking about like, no, don't do this for don't do this because you're like nobody's going to pay attention because of Kobe. Uh, as I was talking to Anthony today, that particular podcast is the most viewed podcast that I have to date. And I dropped it. We dropped at midnight. Right. We dropped at midnight. And it was it is the most viewed one that I have. And it's talking about like understanding your worth. And I believe that. In Kobe's confidence, he continually knew his worth. He knew his worth. He knew the worth of his kids. He knew the worth of his wife. He knew the worth of representing a black male in society in a positive way. And I admonish not just black men, but black women to be the best that you can be. Think about what it is that your dash is. What is it that you are creating? What is the legacy that you're leaving behind for yourself, for your family, for whomever? If you're a teacher, for the students you teach, if you're a carpenter, for the people who follow behind you, whatever your task is, whatever your job is, what is it that you're leaving behind for others how are you affecting change how are you inspiring how are you helping someone see the best in themselves if you go on my website I say something about I'm inspiring the next brilliant minds and I want to help them to light their path that's what I'm attempting to do I want my legacy to be that Akila, no matter what was as real as she could be she helped us as best as she could and she did those things that she wanted to do in life right and she lit a path for people not necessarily saying that I lit a path for you to follow but I lit a path that lit up some things in you and you decided to create your own because you don't necessarily have to follow everybody's path so um, I want to close out this particular podcast by saying think about your legacy think about who it is um, that you're serving and it's always my dad always says like it's better to be a giver than, than to be a receiver and I think that's uh, before he would tell me that I, I always had a mindset of serving so think about who it is and what you're serving think about how you can help others and what you can do for others and remember to like uh, as I say keep on being excellent that's my k-o-b-e keep on being excellent at everything that you do thank you so much for watching 30 something and virgin please catch us on episode nine y'all have a great night once again once again flawless come on And broads from Italy to the US. Yes, it's raw. I'm in search for the one that make my wealth feel poor. Who can ignore the spotlight life of grandma? Am I dumb for? Have I found the ore? Should I search still? There's plenty of women with sex appeal when it's filled. Can they complete the package?